Welcome to the Face-Offs and Fantasy Podcast with your two co-hosts, Sean and Marcus. Welcome back, Marcus. Episode number 20, the Big 2-0. 2-0, just in time for the playoffs, or a little late for the playoffs, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> close uh, enough. Close close enough, you know. Well, we had to see a couple of games first. Yeah, to give our expert opinion. <laughs> we don't yeah. give predictions here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Marcus, I gotta ask though, because I know you went. Marks, Marks went on a little uh, Southern California, Nevada uh, kind of trip there, and I know that he went to a Vegas Golden Knights game. Yes, I uh, did. Right near the end of the season, they were not actually officially <laughs> eliminated from the playoffs at the time. No, no. So I'm sure that the atmosphere is pretty crazy, Marcus. Why don't you tell us about your experience a little bit? Yeah, so it was a pretty like so they're just off the strip like the T-Mobile Arena, very close to New York, New York, the casino there. So we just walked over. We walked right in. It was pretty pretty easy. Obviously, you go through some security. And then literally, there's like an escalator to go up to like the higher level. Right when we get in, there's a marching band coming down the escalator. So that really just set the tone. And then we just walked to our seats and man, it is a very loud arena. Like they were pumping the music. It was hurting my ears. I was like, oh man, I <laughs> hope there's no kids kids around or kids got those uh, earmuffs on because yeah. <laughs> it was it was really loud. And it was loud, like the people were loud when like they were announcing the players and everything. And But it like, I just noticed the music was really loud, like right off the bat. When I'm at the Scotiabank Arena, it doesn't seem as loud, but this one, definitely you could feel it in your chest <laughs> yeah. so the pregame show was is this long kind of story and they they were talking about like the capitals they're like the enemy or this like dark knight and then obviously they're the golden knights so they have this whole pregame show with the golden knight like fighting the dark knight and everything so that was pretty cool they definitely make it like vegas style where it's like it's a show it's you know, Yo, is, it's, is that it's, like some medieval times stuff right there? Yeah, it, definitely. There was like literally a dude in golden armor. He was on the ice and then he's like clanging his shield and then they like sword fight it a little, little and then he beat the, the dark knight and everything. So, no way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So like one of the sides of the arena, they didn't put the seating all the way to the end. They like kind of, they just have like a closer wall. So it kind of cuts off a little bit of their seating capacity, but they have like this whole castle there. And then they have, that's where they do like the pregame or like all the in arena entertainment. So they shoot it all on there so you can see it. And it's kind of cool. They have all the team's flags, all the teams of the NHL kind of surround that castle. And then they huh. like shine a light on the teams that are playing. So that's kind of cool. Like you see, like you can see they have a Leafs flag and everything. So Obviously, Vegas was facing the Washington Capitals, so they had like a light shone on the Capitals and then a light shone on Vegas, of course. So that was pretty cool. They have a DJ up there and they had their marching band, I guess, or like their drummers and stuff. I guess that's where, I guess if you remember the shootout in the All-Star game, Petrangelo brought on like a marching band and then I guess that's where it's from. So um, that was kind of cool. The atmosphere there was is like really loud and intense, and it was, it was pretty cool to see. And obviously, it's it's different when you're like not really cheering for either team, so it's it's just fun to like kind of be part of it. And then the game itself that was 
that was pretty good. So like right off the bat, I think in the first, it's been a while. I think in the first Ovechkin scored a goal. So I was like, oh man, he's got a really good chance because obviously he was at 48 going into that game. So he scored his 49th in the first. And then he had, obviously everyone's kind of like on the edge of their seat every time he touched the puck. And at one point he had a breakaway to score his 50th, but he uh, he couldn't bury it. So the crowd was like, oh man, how did he miss that? That would have been sweet and everything. But it was kind of cool to see Jack Eichel as well, obviously. I don't think he was as noticeable as like when you see Matthews on the ice, you know he's on the ice, he's getting the puck, and he's just going to the net and ripping it. But Eichel was still pretty skilled. I, th- I remember he did kind of have like a little rush, and he did deke through a couple players, but I don't think he ended up scoring that night. So Ovechkin ended up scoring his 50th. It was kind of a very quick play. Like he got the puck and kind of just skated into the zone and then just ripped a slap shot and then it just went in. I was like, oh my gosh, he's just scored his 50th. So that was awesome experience because I've never seen somebody score their 50th goal. So that was really cool. Let alone to say I got to see Alex Ovechkin score his 50th goal for his ninth time, I believe it was. That was pretty awesome. Crazy, man. Yeah. And then, of course, the game actually ended up going into overtime. Vegas ended up winning in overtime. So that was really cool. The crowd went wild, and it was it was pretty fun to see. So I think I got the best of both worlds there. I got to see Vegas win, and I got to see Ovechkin score his 50th. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And, and like I said earlier, that's when Vegas was still in the hunt for the playoffs. So that extra point in overtime oh, yeah. definitely would have been would have been pretty significant for the fan base right yeah but uh yeah that's crazy man sounds like a pretty sweet experience yeah i for mean sure. i know people talk a little bit of poop about uh toronto obviously and scotia bank arena isn't quite as loud as some of the other rinks around the league but i don't know man i feel like it's still pretty loud especially come playoff time so yeah and speaking of playoffs <laughs> i think but, i think the leafs broke their like decibel record or something it's like the loudest it was ever been in game one yeah at the scotia bank well they had a lot to cheer about yeah <laughs> in game one that is true sure. that is true a lot to cheer about but yeah no that's pretty crazy and uh and so that's that's a pretty awesome experience that you got to to see marcus and uh, to take in and to live you know firsthand and uh, another pretty significant moment for marcus during his trip uh was that he actually claimed the fantasy trophy again in our league so what is what is that four times now in like the last 10 years i think so nuts i think so i think nuts. you got to give me back that trophy sean yeah so you know what write I my do. name on it <laughs> um, yeah i think kyle has it right now but i'll make sure to get it to you i'll see if i can get that to you some point soon and yeah you can write your name on it but man that's pretty crazy four times in 10 years it's got cheats it's the only <laughs> only way to explain yeah it. by it's, not trading <laughs> There's obviously collusion happening within this league. Oh so yeah, of course. Marcus is a colluder. That's that's just a little fun reference uh, to a TV show that Marcus and I like to watch called <laughs> The League. I don't know if anybody's seen it before, but uh, yeah, collusion, collusion, Marcus. Okay, well, let's just jump right into it, eh? Yeah. All right, Marcus. Playoffs. So here's, here's what's going down. It's playoff time. We all know it's playoff time. And what I'm going to do is I'm basically just going to quickly roll through the eight different matchups that we have, the eight different series. And we'll tell you what the score of the series currently is. And then Marcus, I'm just going to ask you who you think is going to win. And then uh, I'll answer this exact same question as we're there. That way we can get both answers for the same series at the same time, instead of having to go back and listen to each of the answers individually. Sound good? Yeah. Okay. 
Series number one is Pittsburgh versus the New York Rangers. That series currently sits at two to one for Pittsburgh, but also full disclosure, Marcus, it is currently five to two right this second for Pittsburgh, which means they look like they are very much on their way to taking a three, one series lead. Who do you like in this series, Marcus? I'm probably going to go with Pittsburgh. They're obviously (laughs) tried and true. They've got that playoff experience and Unfortunately for the Rangers, you know, they had to go up against Crosby and Malkin. Dude, Crosby has looked like he's like 25-year-old Crosby right now. This, this guy's <laughs> he's saving his energy for the playoffs. He knows it's a marathon. Yeah. Also, man, Gensel does not get enough respect on this team. Dude is a sniper, man. Gensel's been having a good playoffs as well. Yeah, Marks, ditto. I'm going to take Pittsburgh as well. It's just crazy to me to think that at the beginning of this series, it was so evidently obvious that the Rangers had such a massive advantage in goaltending. And that was before Casey DeSmith got injured and is now out of the playoffs for the remainder of the playoffs because he had to get core muscle surgery. Man, Pittsburgh's rocking their third string goalie. Crazy. Yeah. Spicy pork and broccoli. This dude (laughs) literally ate that before one of the games because he was not expecting to play. Oh, yeah, Louis Domingue, yeah. Yeah, pretty crazy, man. So That was that first game, right? That was the triple overtime game? Yeah, the triple OT game. Yeah, pretty pretty wild, man. So he's holding his own. I mean, he's doing pretty good. He's he's currently in line to win this game tonight. So we'll see what happens there. I can't imagine. I mean, he's an experienced goalie. I mean, I don't know how many playoff runs he's been on. But he's been in the league for a while. He was that backup for Tampa a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. So no, it's I not know like that. he's I just a I just mean rookie. when you have Tristan Jari and you also have Casey DeSmith, you're you're not expecting to roll with Louis Domingue as your goalie for the playoffs. That is true. So, they do have a pretty good uh, one two tandem there and unfortunately they're and the contrasting <laughs> side to that is that the New York Rangers have who is likely going to win the Vesna Trophy this year yep. as a, their goaltender in Igor Shesterkin. And this dude is getting lit up, man. Absolutely lit up. It looks like Pittsburgh just scored again with about four seconds left in the second period. Wow. Um, or about 30 seconds left in the second period. It's actually 6-2. to two. So that's another six goals that Shesterkin has led in this game. Uh, six goals on 30 shots so far. Pretty crazy, man, that we're talking about how Pittsburgh's goaltending is completely outplaying the Rangers goaltending. I really just see this as the Rangers are not quite there yet. This is, this was a rebuilding team. Shesterkin had an incredible season as their goaltender. They have talent. They will start making pushes for the playoffs over the next few seasons, but they're not quite just there yet. Well, it's a learning experience, right? Yeah. Marcus, (laughs) Florida, (laughs) the Florida Panthers versus the Washington Capitals. The Florida Panthers and Washington Capitals series is currently 2-1 to one for the Washington Capitals. Game number four is happening as we speak, but it's tied 1-1. Who are you taking in this series, Marcus, and why? Ooh, well, I'm going to go with the stats, and I'm going to go with Washington, meaning that Florida hasn't gotten out of the first round since, like, what was it, 98 or something like that, since they made the uh, conference final, like, 30 years ago <laughs> yeah it's it's been a long time man i think for it way way longer than leafs yeah since the yeah. leafs won around i think the leafs won around 2004 in, yeah and they beat uh ottawa in the first round yeah that was the last time but yeah florida th- this is why i said earlier in the season marcus i would like to see toronto versus florida in the first round <laughs> because <Yeah>. one of <laughs> toronto and one of florida has to win so someone's gotta win please somebody's gotta win the first round <laughs> Oh, man, if they both lose in the first round, that'll be absolutely bonkers. 
But yeah, so you're you're gonna go ahead and stick with. You know, I got to see a Washington game live in person this year. Ovechkin <laughs> scores fiftieth. I'm gonna keep it keep it Capitals. Okay, all right. I appreciate it, Marcus. And uh, in terms of this series here, you know what? I- I'm gonna have to disagree with you, Marcus. I'm gonna have to go Florida. And uh, the reason for that is just because I feel like this is an explosive team. They have a chance to explode at any point in any single game. It's 1-1 right now, but I wouldn't be shocked if the end score was like 6-1 just because they can score that many goals. So I'm going to go mean, with Florida. That's what that's what Washington won last game, 6-1. <laughs> I think Florida's coming back. I think they're going to bounce back. I think they're going to win tonight's game, and I think they're going to win the series. All right. So let's move on, Marcus, to the next series, and that would be the Carolina Hurricanes versus the Boston Bruins, currently tied 2-2 in the series. Boston won the last two games, Marcus, to even it up at two. Who do you have in this series and why? Ooh, this is tough. Obviously, Carolina's number one in their division, and I hate Boston. So I'm <laughs> going to go with <laughs> go with Carolina. I think Boston, they're on one of their last stretches here. They're kind of over that peak. Their team's kind of getting a little older, or their main core guys, as in Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand's a little old, but Patrice Bergeron mainly. So <laughs> I think I think they're not uh, obviously the same team as they used to be, especially without Chara. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Man, this is probably the first season in a while Chara hasn't made the playoffs, eh? That is true. Anyways, yeah, this this series is interesting. Like Carolina won a big 2-0 having the, the home fans there and, and getting up to the 2-0 lead. But, uh, <laughs> man, how did Marshawn not get suspended? Like, how does he just two-hand swing a stick at a goalie after cross-checking that same goalie when he's already been suspended this same season for hitting a goalie? Dude got a $5,000 fine. What an absolute joke, in my yeah, opinion. It's crazy they haven't been protecting the goalie. I mean, like... That's the thing, man. Ranta already got, like, punched in the face well, kind of. It looked like it that uh, yeah. by Pasternak, can, he kind of just threw his arm that. out there, and <laughs> yeah, I can see that being incidental contact. Okay, I can I can see the argument for that. Nobody can defend Marshawn on this play. This dude is an absolute idiot. Sometimes, fantastic hockey player, very skilled, and if you took that part of his game well, he out, got I away think with he it. Shine. Is he the idiot, <laughs> man? Like, it just boggles my mind. I just don't understand how you can get away with doing something like that. And don't come at me saying, oh, it's the playoffs. Has Have you watched the playoffs this year? Because oh, this is the first everything. <laughs> time, the first time in years that they're actually calling a ton of penalties. This is not the playoffs of past, man. This is, they've heard enough people complain year after year after year that people don't like the discrepancy between the way that games are refed in the regular season and the way that they're refed in the playoffs. Right now, they're refing games as if it's the regular season, not the playoffs. So don't give me any of that BS of like, oh, it's the playoffs. No, man, that's not how it works. That's not how they've been calling it. This is a completely different playoffs. Marshawn 100% should have been suspended for that play. I cannot believe that he was not suspended for that play, especially because he was already suspended earlier this season for hitting a goalie. Dude, do that to a forward, do that to a defenseman, fine, okay, whatever. It is what it is. They're prepared for it. That's the third string goalie on the other team, bro. What are you doing? This guy's a maniac sometimes, man. I honestly have no clue how that was not a suspension, 
And Marcus, <laughs> I'm taking Carolina in the series as well. I'm I'm hopeful that with the return of Renta and potentially the return of Anderson at some point, we'll kind of boost up this team in Carolina. But I really do see Carolina as a much deeper team. Just ask Kock and Yemi, who's making $6 million to play on the fourth line. This is a this is a deep team, bro. Deep team. Very good defensively as well. So I do see Carolina as the better team in this series. But we also know that playoff experience comes into play. And for whatever reason, Boston just never seems to lose in the playoffs. I thought this year would be the year because they're actually calling penalties. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but apparently they just let Marshawn do whatever he wants. So joke's on me. I agree, Sean. <laughs> and, you you know, especially when you were talking about the the refing, because this is what you called for in an earlier podcast. You were saying, you know, you either want it to be ref the same way or make some changes or something because it was BS before. And, you know, now you're getting what you asked for. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think you had brought up the point in an earlier podcast as well. Like, well, they could also ref the regular season like they do the playoffs. Yeah. I was like, that's. <laughs> That's fine too. Just as long as it's consistent. consistent I just, yeah. I hate when there's like a flip of a switch and it's all of a sudden, oh, it's different. It's like, no, man, pretty sure this is still the NHL. Pretty sure this is still, still hockey. hockey. Yep. Like, I don't understand how this is different besides the fact that you just all of a sudden are changing the rules of the game. Like, come on. Anyways, pretty crazy, pretty wild, but I think we should move on. We're going to save the last Eastern Conference uh, series till the end. Because Why? We want to. No, you want to talk about Toronto <laughs> at the end. So I'm going to flip over to the Western Conference, Marcus. The Calgary Flames versus the Dallas Stars. Current series is sitting at 2-1 to one for Dallas. Dallas is winning this series 2-1, to one, Marcus. Big underdogs. What do you think and, uh, and why? Yeah, it's not quite surprising, um, especially because that how that Dallas team plays. They play a very defensive game really limit the amount of shots, obviously, even for themselves, because the Leafs did play them early in the regular season, and I think Matthews had the same amount of shots as Dallas did after the <laughs> second. So <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely right. try and play that defensive game, and they did make the Stanley Cup Finals just like two seasons ago, so I don't think it's quite a surprise. Obviously, they didn't make the playoffs last year, a lot of injuries, and they had some COVID issues, but... I think Calgary can pull it out. I mean, I, I would like them to, especially because they're a Canadian team. It's good to see some Canadian teams in the playoffs this year. Yeah, I think uh, I think Calgary will get their act together, and uh, they'll pull out the series win. How about you, Sean? Yeah, I, you know what? I'm actually going to disagree with you, Marcus. I'm going to go with Dallas on this one. I just I don't know what it is about that Calgary group, but it's kind of the same thing that's been plaguing the Maple Leafs for years. All the talent is there. They have everything. They have the forward groups. They have the defensive core. They have great goaltending. But for whatever reason, every time the playoffs rolls around, they just can't quite seem to punch it through. And everybody thought with Daryl Sutter being there that there would be a massive change. And, and I think there was, right? Like, if you look at the regular season, they really bounced back. And they yeah. had a fantastic year. They were playing well defensively. They were organized. Their goaltending was good. I think Markstrom might have led the league in shutouts. And if he didn't, he was certainly in the top five. You know, so like this was a complete team from start to finish, but all of a sudden you come to the playoffs, you're playing against a team, like you said, who had made the finals just two years ago. They have the experience. They were tired last year. They had that weird season that started with COVID and then all the blackouts in Texas that happened. They're back this year. They fought into the playoffs. Jake Ottinger, by the way, fantastic goalie. Also, I, I didn't shout out his name, but I should have last. Uh, but Boston has evened out this series. By the way, Jeremy Swayman is 2-0. 
So Olmark started the first two games, lost both, and they put in Swayman. Swayman's 2-0 now in that Boston series. So a couple of young goalies that are coming up now, but Onager's been playing fantastic. We know how amazing Heiskanen is. And that forward group, like, you know, we talk about all these ageless wonders all the time, man. Joe Pavelski, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. This guy will not give up. He is a goal scorer through and through, and he is clutch, and he's coming up clutch in these playoffs again. Just something about Dallas, man. I don't know what it is, but... They just bore the hell out of the other team, I think. <laughs> like, I don't know, but they're good at it. So, yeah, maybe they should hire Barry Trotz and just go all in on that defensive trap yeah. zone style <laughs> play, and maybe they'll end up winning the Stanley Cup. Who knows? But I kind of see Dallas winning this series, Marcus, so I'm going to disagree with you. And yeah. then Dallas will probably have to match up with uh, Colorado next series, and I think Colorado will smash them. <laughs> I think the winner of this series will play either Edmonton or L.A. Is it reseeding or no? I don't think it's reseeding. I believe oh. it's uh, divisions. So Right. Yes, you are correct. My apologies. It's okay. Yeah, so that would be the case, yeah. But anyways, Colorado, uh, since I already said it, we may as well just go to that series. They're up 3 nothing right now in Nashville. I don't really have much to add other than Kale McCarr is phenomenal. Uh, Marcus, I'm taking Colorado. How about yourself? <laughs> oh, that's a big surprise, Sean, because I'm obviously going with Colorado as well. <laughs> Man, if you see Saros wasn't injured, though, I know it would be I, a different story. De- they they like, could definitely pull out at least one or two wins, yeah. but it's most likely going to be the only sweep in the first round. Yeah. Well, it will be the only sweep in the first round. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. Yeah. Anyways, Saros is my boy. I think if he was there, they could have at least stolen one game. But yeah, man, this is just a huge overmatch right now. Colorado is just so much better than Nashville. And and Nashville obviously. UC Saros was a huge part of their team and one of the major reasons why they were able to make the playoffs. Surprised he didn't get more consideration for Vesna talk. I feel like people didn't really talk that much about him this year. It was like always Markstrom and Shesterkin and I don't even know, probably Vasilevsky. But maybe uh, if they were at the top of their division, then yes, but maybe man. it's only because they got wild card too. Yeah, but he seems no, like I know. I, don't get me wrong. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. Crazy, man. Like he still a lot of shots. He still made the playoffs and dragged his team in there. So I think so. I think he dragged them. But anyways, it's it's pretty easy. Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. They should go through. And Marcus, probably the most surprising thing about that series so far, and I honestly do not mean this in a negative way, is the fact that Kadri has not been suspended yet. <laughs> Like Don't I hope jinx he, it. <laughs> I hope he does not get suspended because I love Kadri and I think that he's a great player. And I wish when him, he's in the game. I wish him success. I truly and honestly do. No, but no yeah, bad so blood. far so good. So far so good for Kadri. So we'll have to keep an eye on that for round two. But for now, he seems to be keeping his cool, which is nice. Speaking of the next series that everyone thought was going to be an easy series, marks Edmonton, L.A. The Kings are fighting back, dude. Two, two and two in the series. So they each have two wins. And uh, last game was a big 4 nothing shutout win for Jonathan Quick. Turning back the clock, man. This guy made uh, 31 saves last night. What do you think about that series, Marcus? Yeah, that's been um, pretty back and forth. I think Edmonton will prevail, especially, you know, this is one of the deeper teams that McDavid and Dreisaitl have had behind them, especially Hyman. With, with Hyman and Nugent Hopkins and uh, Kane. Yeah, Evander scored Kane five goals in two games. Scored a hat trick as well, so I think uh, I think Edmonton will prevail in this one. Man, remember when Kane signed with them? And we're like, man, <laughs> why would you sign with Edmonton? Yeah, exactly. They, they, they did pretty good the second <laughs> half of the year. He definitely fits in well in that line. Yeah, this is an odd one. I'm sticking with Edmonton as well, Marks. I really do think they're going to pull it out, 
but uh, certainly interesting. I think LA's putting up quite a bit of a fight. I don't know. Is that is it the Deneau factor again? Like, this guy just, for whatever reason, every time he plays against a team, they just seem to fall apart. He's just that <laughs> good defensively, I guess. Well, him, and then you got Kopitar as well. Those are two very defensively-minded centers. So yeah, McDavid obviously has his hands full at times, but... He has he has been able to put the puck in the net, and he's also gotten some penalties called against him, as in for him in his favor. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he didn't last, get any last season, so last playoffs. Yeah, exactly. No, I do think Edmonton will bounce back. I think they'll win that. Hopefully, they do. It'd be nice to see them move on. That would be interesting, actually. If Calgary and Edmonton win, it would be a battle for Alberta. In the Definitely, next that'd be a lot of fun to see. That would be a very interesting playoff round uh, matchup to see. Okay, Marks. Minnesota versus St. Louis. This series is also 2-2. Talk about uh, like some parody. Yeah. We, we joked all season about how, you know, the playoffs are going to be really good because <laughs> the top 16 teams, whatever, the top eight teams in the East, top eight teams in the West, it's pretty solidified basically from the midpoint of the season onward. There have been good series. Like it really has been that way. So here's sure. another 2-2 series. What do you think, Marcus? Minnesota or St. Louis? I am going with St. Louis in this one. I think their experience winning the cup a couple seasons ago, and I just, I, th- I just think there's got to be some upsets as well. So, gonna go with St. Louis over Minnesota. Huh, that's interesting, Marcus. That's interesting. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a tough go. They gave Bennington the net last night, eh? He got the win. That's the first time he's played in the series. But I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Minnesota here, Marcus. I like the addition of Marc Andre Fleury. I think he's gonna be important for them in this run. They have to go for it this year because you know we know mm-hmm. we've talked about mm-hmm. it before, dude. Like <laughs> the dead cap space they're gonna be getting over the next two, three, four, even five seasons is pretty ridiculous. So I think they have the team. Kaprizov already has a hat trick in one game. He's electrifying. I think if Kevin Fiala starts to heat up a little bit too, because I think he's had a bit of a slow series for them. I just, I don't know. I like their physicality. I remember early on in the season, we talked about one of the games between the Leafs and Minnesota. And man, they're a good team, all around good team. Good defensively, yeah. good offensive depth. They're tough. They throw a lot of hits. They'll fight. Uh, mm-hmm. They got great defense. And then picking up Flurry, too. Like, th- this is a really complete team, in my opinion. So I'm going to go with Minnesota in this case. And uh, I guess we'll have to see, Marks. We, we've disagreed on a few of these series. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Definitely make it a little more interesting. Last but not least, Marcus. Last and certainly not least, because <laughs> I think for the two of us, it's probably the most important. We yes. literally started a podcast because of how much we like watching the Toronto Maple Leafs. But the Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Tampa Bay Lightning, Marcus. Who do you got and why? Oh, this is this has truly been a back and forth series. Obviously, I got to go with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think, you know, Tampa Bay's a little tired. As much as they don't want to admit it, they've they've won twice. I don't think the drive is there. It's hard to keep winning all the time. I, of course, you want to win all the time, but I, I think sometimes it's like that inner drive, and then maybe it's just not there. And, and I think going on two deep playoff runs in the previous two seasons, also those like that, uh, the bubble season was late. They just don't have as much energy, I would say. So I think, I think Toronto, as much as... As much as uh, <laughs> it could go wrong, I think Toronto can can finally win a playoff round. I hope so. I hope so, man. This series has been wild, though. Like, 
it's pretty crazy how convincingly Toronto has won games versus how convincingly Tampa Bay has won games versus some of the closer games. You know, like, everyone's talking about the goaltending, man. Both goalies have let in so many goals. Like, it's crazy if you think about, I think I was reading something today about uh, about Vasilevsky, and he has, like, an 888 save percentage in the four games so far in the series. Like, both of these teams can score on will. Both of these teams are so deep, not just with, like, good, talented players, but, like, superstars. Like, there are superstars on every part of the ice. I'm going with Toronto as well, Marcus. I agree with you that Tampa's kind of, you know, two long runs. Maybe this is the time where they start to back off a little bit. But there's no way that Tampa's giving up. There's no way that they're not going to make it to Game 7. This is going the distance. It's going to be Toronto in 7. Hopefully that home ice advantage is the difference maker. As we know, Vasilevsky does not lose back-to-back games. But if we win game number five, they win game number six, that means we don't have to beat them back-to-back games. We just need to beat them every other game. That is very true. That is very true. I'm putting you on the spot here, Marcus, but who do you think the best player has been for the Toronto Maple Leafs this series? David Kemp. No, uh, right. he's been good. He's been very good. Uh, I would say Mitch Marner. I, man, I was literally <laughs> going to take that as your answer. I was be like, yeah, he's been playing fantastic. No, 100%. he's he's been very good. He's he he's been very good. I think Mitch Marner has been has definitely stepped up his game. He's obviously he scored the one. He scored two goals, I think, and he's definitely been able to take it to the next level and really show that why he is a ten million dollar player. Yeah, man, and and again going back to that concept of. This seat, this sorry, this postseason has been called by the referees like the regular season. Man, I've not seen this many power plays. At least I don't feel like it. I, there has been some insane power plays that have been going on. Some very like almost borderline questionable calls. But I've been saying for too long that they need to mimic the regular season. So I can't complain about it because I have to say that I'm I'm happy that it's at least consistent and that the Leafs and the Lightning kind of know what it's supposed to look like from start to finish. But yeah, man, Marner, because of the fact that there's been so many penalties called, which is why I started this whole rant, is he plays on the penalty kill as well as the power play. And so he has been all over the ice. Yeah. From the start of the game to the end of the game, this postseason has 100% been the Mitch Marner show. As good as Austin Matthews was during the regular season, I have to say up until this point, and we've already seen four games, Marner is by far the better player between the two of them this postseason. And I'm a huge, huge supporter of Matthews in the debate between Matthews and Marner. I gotta gotta tip my cap to Marner here, man. He has been playing incredible this playoffs, and uh, there's really not much else to say besides PK power play, even strength. Like this dude is everywhere. He's having a fantastic series so far. Oh yeah, for sure. I guess I I mean the the thing with Matthews is he's not playing on the PK, right? Like you said. Yeah. So he's not getting those touches, and it's harder for him to get into the game a couple of the games they've started off with penalties so either the Leafs have been getting penalties or even Tampa's gotten a penalty so it's it's, just hard though because I don't know like this opens up a whole new can of worms in terms of the arguments of do you want to put your superstar 60 goal score on the PK to potentially block a slap shot and like break his wrist you know what I mean yeah I mean he hasn't played on the PK throughout the whole season Mitch Marner has so the the Leafs PK was pretty good in the in the regular season. I believe it was eighth overall. So oh, yeah, you gotta yeah, it was up you gotta stick with it, right? They they had an amazing first game. Second game, you know, yeah, 
they caught a lot of penalties called against them. And as much as the PK is going, you can't keep putting them out there and expecting them to kill it off, especially against Tampa Bay. Tampa yeah. Bay, they keep their cool. They know what to do. And it's only a matter of time. So it's you just got to, I don't know, you just got to weather it and just kind of play a little smarter, I find. The games that they've lost, they've gotten behind, and it's in, in this series <laughs> – it's back and as forth, soon as though. whoever scores the first goal has won the game. Yeah. So, and especially if you know you're giving up a power play right at the beginning or early in, in the game, it's tough. And yeah. the Leafs definitely use that energy of the penalty kill in the first game. And especially after killing off a five minute penalty yeah. from Kyle Clifford, they definitely use that momentum and it led to, you know, them winning the game, but you can't do that every game. <laughs> Nah, definitely not every game. And flipping the script here, Marcus, instead of talking about uh, the most valuable player to the Leafs, I, I, man, I, I've been really disappointed with Nylander this series. He has not looked like himself. He is barely skating. Like, I don't know. I know he had food poisoning the one game. I don't know if he's still dealing with something or what's up or if that's just him not really trying very hard. But his compete level has not been good in the slightest. He looks like he's out to lunch out there. He's been playing third line minutes, and I don't even think he deserves that. Like this, this is crazy to me. But this guy is just not showing up this year compared to last year. Last year he showed up; he was the only one scoring goals. He had that compete level. He was excited to be out there. You could see him skating hard and beating guys to the puck. And I don't know what the heck is going on this year, but it's like a one eighty. Yeah, I think one thing with Nylander is that how he plays or how he skates it looks like he really isn't trying like no matter like at any I time i don't know man i don't <laughs> but, know i but, understand i mean he did score argument. the two goals last game uh, garbage maybe... time marcus <laughs> garbage time you, you can't like that's garbage time goals man well i mean he was on the the goal against vasilevsky the from the pass from Tavares. that was a pretty nice shot i don't know like that's his game in that like he looks kind of like he's not trying a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, don't, like, don't forget, that's what Keefe's doing is late in the game, he's, he realizes Tavares and Nylander have not been producing where nearly to where they need to be producing. It's a blowout game, so he's giving them that time to see if he can get them going again. Get that's them true. That up. is so, true. So, so maybe, maybe, you know, we'll see how he performs next game, right? Yeah. He got his like, two, two goals, and he's now yeah. on the board. Maybe after scoring the two goals, like you said. Spark yeah, maybe, him a little. Maybe he'll spark him a little bit, but... Man, I don't know. He has looked real soft, real weak, not getting physical in any way, shape, or form, not really trying to beat guys to the puck, it seems like. I know that concept that you're talking about where just the way he looks when he skates, it doesn't look like he's trying, but he's fast. No, I, I agree with you, though, Sean. I, I definitely I think, I think so, there are a couple of times when yeah. it seems like he just he could have got that, but he just didn't want to make that extra stretch or extra yeah. stride and, or, or whatever it was. the one thing but, of the playoffs is yeah. although they're calling a lot more penalties – there still is a lot of scrums after the whistle. There still is a lot of pushing There's and There's definitely shoving. still a lot of physicality. Yeah, and he's just nowhere to be found. And don't get me wrong. I know he's a skilled player. I know he's a goal scorer. Like, I'm not asking him to go in there and try to fight against Patrick Maroon. You know what I mean? But it's it's also one of those where you need to stick up for your teammates. You need to just at least be there to, like, show your support physically, whether that means grabbing somebody or just trying to pull somebody out of the pile or whatever it is. But, yeah, I, I don't know, man. just seems to me like especially if you're comparing him to Marner right now, like it's not even close, man. He's just, he's just not the same player he was last playoffs. I don't know what's up. 
No, I, I, I definitely get where you're coming from. But again, it could be similar in the sense of how we've been talking about Matthews just now. Or even Tavares. They're not getting that PK. And the PK has been a big part Dude, of the game. Kev, you know, Mikheyev and also uh, Engvall. Like, they've been playing all three of them. And Kerfoot, sorry. All four of those guys have been playing unbelievable for the Yeah, because they're, they're in the game, getting the reps, touching the puck all the time. Whereas, unbelievable. Whereas, like, Matthews, Tavares, Nylander, they're not on the PK. So they're missing out those opportunities to even just play with the puck a little, stick handle. And yeah. I think that's affecting their game in that sense, where they're just not getting a feel of the ice, getting a feel of the puck right at the beginning of the game or throughout the, even the first period. You know, if you're off, it could be like five, ten minutes before they get a shift sometimes, how the Leafs have been getting the penalties. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Well, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it, it's like it's a best of three, man. Like you have three games now. That's all you have, potentially even two to just show up and make sure you're doing everything you can to help the team win. Of course. There's, Don't get me wrong. Two more I th- things I want to talk about the, the Leafs, though. Two more things, Marcus. Yeah. Number one is goaltending. Because I want to ask you this. I know his numbers aren't great, but how do you think Jack Hamill's been playing? I think he's been doing well. I think he's been doing enough. I mean, I don't really think too many of the goals are too weak. It's just some of these goals have been bad bounces, and it's just not going their way. I mean, I think he's made the big save when he's had to for the most part. And, yeah, I mean, put Schalgren in net. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Do you honestly believe that there would be much of a difference in the scores that we've seen so far if we had Frederick Anderson in net instead of Jack Campbell right now? The Leafs may be down 3-1. <laughs> that 3-2 game, eh? There's no way he makes that save on Stamkos. <laughs> uh, he probably, it, it may have been 5-3 at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Not 3-2 <three>, for <laughs> yeah. the Leafs. It would have no, been 5-3 for Tampa. I agree, man. Like I know some everyone's of these, talking some of, about it. Yeah, you know, like, unfortunately, there have been some bad goals against Campbell, but it, I don't know. I don't think it was, like, a bad shot. Usually it was just, like, a bad bounce off the boards or something like that, and then it went to the other player. Or I mean, like, in the two wins. Or, like, the Ross Colton goal in the yeah in the, in, in the 3-2 the game, right? That yeah, that was just a nice shot. went bar down, right? Like, that's, like, I mean, obviously they're professional players, and they should be able to hit that shot, but still like that's a tough shot yeah no i agree with you i I think he's been playing well man like i know the numbers are the numbers but also don't forget this goal scoring itself is up significantly this year compared to previous years and with the amount of penalties that have been called in the in this series in particular it's gonna happen man there's like seven power plays a game for the tampa bay lightning of course they're gonna score on one or two of them Mm -hmm. so I think he has been playing well. I think he's made the saves when he needs to make the saves. The 5 nothing win at the very first game of the series, I think, set the tone early on. It also put the pressure on Vasilevsky by letting in so many goals. Then that yep. 3-2 win that we had, he made some big saves at the end. Of course, that save on Stamkos was otherworldly. I don't yeah. think Anderson's making that save personally. Either way, this isn't a slandering on Anderson. I think he was a good goalie too. It's just for the people who you know talk about goaltending being the problem of the Maple Leafs. I don't think that's been the problem right now. I that's think not the we're issue. Just, we're playing the two-time Stanley Cup champion winners, and I think they have some serious firepower, some ridiculous, superhuman, top-end, super-talented guys. And I think that there's been a couple games where they've just blown us out because they're a really good team, 
And there's just really not much you can do if you're the goalie when the other team gets seven power plays, eight power plays in a game. You're being left out. <laughs> you're being left out in that case. Uh, yeah. Left to the Wolves, man. And I think he's done well in the games he needs to. He's got three more games, potentially, to try to show us the, that he's the goalie for this team and that we're going to push through and we're actually going to make it onto the second round. Yep. I Yeah, I definitely <laughs> – I wouldn't blame him for our losses. Like you said, you're, we're playing arguably the best team in the NHL right now or in the they, playoffs, they right? I mean, you can make the argument for Colorado. I get it. But, like, this is the two-time Stanley exactly. Cup Exactly. <laughs> the until, last two Stanley Cups have been yeah. won by this team. Until so. somebody beats them, they are the best team. Like, I, I feel like that's just the way it is. Exactly. So, like, <laughs> they're going to score. Whether if we can out, outscore them or, you know, if we can shut them down for the most part, that's all we need to do, right? That That's all we can do up to this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, there's really not much else to do, but right? So. It's, it's definitely been a very entertaining series. Lots of lots of ups and downs. Oh yeah. And there has there hasn't even been any lead changes. Whoever scores the first goal wins the game and keeps the lead the whole game. So, yeah. They're both teams have been playing at their top of their level or at you know, they get the lead. They're controlling the game and they're winning. It's it's been very good. Yeah. Uh, Marks, I'm pretty sure by the way that the Leafs' power play was number one this year. Twenty-seven point three. We're not even doing that well, though. No, <laughs> which is T- Tampa really has been. Yeah, it's been kind of back to how it was last season or the other seasons in the playoffs, where they're not they're not able to score. And yeah, it's... it seems like either we're in a dry stretch right now, or they just got to figure out the way to score. Like, what if it's gonna just be taking more shots and just hoping for bounces or what? I mean, they're they're moving the puck fairly nicely, but. I don't know, man. There, it just seems it's it's tough. I don't know how Tampa's like always threading threading the needle through the through the defense, like right through the seam, and then getting it to Stamkos for a one timer, or or getting it to Kucherov or something like that. But I think the Leafs got to figure out figure it <laughs> out too. When you play that many extra games by going to the Stanley Cup Finals two years in a row, <laughs> you have a lot of practice. That's true. But the last thing I want to talk about, Marks, is defense. I don't know about Justin Hall, dude. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why they took out Timothy Lilgren. Yeah. I thought he was doing fine. I don't think it was his fault. I didn't honestly get to watch the complete of the second game. I watched for pretty much it was 2 nothing for Tampa, and then I had to go to hockey, so I didn't get to watch the full game. But I didn't think it was, like – on his shoulders or it's his I'm, fault unless I'm, he's injured or something unbeknownst to us but no well, i thought he played i thought he played well he had a he had a, a good opportunity i think in in that second game as well on the power play he had like a, a nice slap shot on on goal it almost went in and yeah i don't know and I, justin hall that the starting man. of the last game like you you saw it like he just kept trying to throw the puck up the boards i mean obviously i don't know how much like the Leafs were giving him in terms of his line mates or who to pass to, but it kept going back to Justin Hall. He'd try and like throw it up the boards. It wouldn't go very far. Maybe get to center. Tampa Bay would bring it back in. And it was all, I was like, Oh man, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, it's only a matter of time. And then what do you know? Steven Stamkos gets on the ice, gets a nice one timer and in the net. Yeah. First minute. Yeah. Yeah. I know that was hundred percent Justin Hall's fault, that goal, but I'm just, I don't know, man. Lilligren, earn the spot in my opinion 
like through his play during the regular season, as soon as Giordano came in, he was a new player. He was an amazing player. Mm-hmm. He finally lived up to the billing of that first round selection. People said he was going to go like top three in the draft. We ended up getting him in the twenties, like 17th, 17th, 17th overall. We my apologies. Yeah, that's okay. But like, this is a guy who has some serious ability and talent. And I honestly thought he was finally fulfilling that. And he was playing fantastic and his leadership is there. And you can just tell that he's really thinking the game well right now. I was really disappointed with the decision to take him out and pull Hall in. I do not think Hall has been playing well this entire season, let alone leading up to the playoffs. And I feel bad for Hall too because you're putting him in a position to fail. Like he knows if he messes up, they're going to pull him out. They're not going to let him play or they're going to sit him as much as possible. Like he knows he's had a bad season. He knows he's not playing well. He knows that if he gives something up and the other team scores, that it's his fault and everyone's going to point at him. Like that can't be easily mentally on him, right? So, oh, yeah, of course. I, I think just, they said in the broadcast, like Kevin Bieksa, he was saying, oh, you know, it, what's going on? Hall's head is like, oh, don't mess up. Don't mess up. Can't make a mistake. Yeah. Can't make a mistake. And then, you know, you, you can't play like that or you can, but I don't think he's able to play at the level he was playing like last season, right? Where, yes. you know, you don't have that pressure on your shoulders or, you know, you're, you know, if you make a mistake, you can bounce back. You're not going to get benched next. And I think maybe that's also why Sheldon Keefe went back to him in game four and I said, know, you know, but don't, don't make this a freaking Marinson thing all over again. Like no, I everybody know. I, likes him. He's good in the locker room, like blah, 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 blah. I yeah. get it, man. But it's the freaking playoffs. Play the best players. Yeah. Lilligren has earned this spot. Lilligren has been playing better than Hall. Lilligren clearly when he's on the ice is not thinking in his head, don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up. Like, I just exactly. don't get it, man. Exactly. I really don't understand that decision by Keith, unless, like you said, for some reason they're not announcing anything or saying anything that Lilligren is fighting something or is hurt or is sick or I don't know. But yeah. if they're both healthy, I do not understand that decision. And I surely hope for game five that we're going to see Lilligren back in the lineup and Hall sitting in the rafters. Because like I said, man, no offense to him. And again, I understand he's probably going through a tough time mentally right now throughout this process. But it's just not fair to the team. Lilligren earned the spot. He's playing better and has played better. So I just don't see the logic in playing Justin Hall. I'm sorry. No. I just don't. Unless, I don't know. Again, yeah. It's either Lilligren's injured or maybe Keefe just kind of wants to get Hall going a little just in case it's if there's an injury. It's too late for that, but, man. Yeah. No, you it's can't. It's too you late can't. for that. It's, <laughs> it's you're right. You're right. <laughs> it's the Tampa Bay Lightning. You need to win. If yeah. you don't win in the first round, there's going to be some serious question marks at the end of the season. Like, I just don't get it, man. Anyways, they're playing well. Like, Tampa's a fantastic team, but you know what? So is Toronto. And the games that Toronto has won, they've played really well against Tampa too. So oh, it's yeah. not just like, a oh, they're hanging in there. You know what I mean? It's No. No, no man. When Toronto wins, Toronto wins. When Tampa wins, Tampa wins. And I certainly think that both teams have the potential to win this series. And I'm just hopeful that it's going to be Toronto. And at this point, it's a best of three. And I'm hoping that home ice advantage is going to make that difference because so far it has. Yeah. And I think I think if they can, like, they, they show that they can hang with them, especially in that game three. When it was 3-2, they were able to fend them off and hold them off. So I think... Yeah. That just that you know they gotta they gotta remember that and keep that in mind when they're playing right because they can definitely hang with Tampa and win. Yeah, we'll see. I think it's gonna be a good finish to the series. But uh, anyways, we wanted to talk about that. 
All right, quiz corner, Sean. So last time you asked me one question, so I'm going to just ask you a question this time. It, it does have to do with Toronto Maple Leafs. Go it is, Leafs, go. It is of this season. So it's not generations ago before you were born, so I don't think you got that excuse. Can I All right. Can I have like the roster open on my phone or something or is no. this like No. no. Okay. Because this is what it has to do with. So I want you to name each Toronto Maple Leaf player that has played a game this season and their jersey number. Oh, gosh. Their jersey number? Yeah. Oh, man. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's well, been Jack, 34. Jack Campbell's 36. All right. Um, I was going to say there was 34 players, and there have been five goaltenders who have started for the Toronto oh, Maple Leafs God, this yeah. What's Shogren? He's like, I think he's Come on. 30? He played yesterday. I don't know. Is he number 30? Great start, Sean. Is no, he? he? He's not number 30. Oh, gosh. Okay. Here's a hint. Through the, let me go through okay. the people I know first. I'll come All back. Right. I'll come back. So 36 is uh, is our is our boy in net there. Okay. Yes. And then on defense, we have 44 is Riley. Um, yep. And then we have... Oh, man, I was thinking of uh, Justin Hall. I think he's number four, isn't he? No, he's not number four. You're putting me up. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I'll get this. I'll get this. Uh, Muzzin's eight. Correct. Uh, I know that much. Giordano's 55. Correct. Uh, is Lilligren 15? No. He's in the teens, isn't he? No. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, that sucks. TJ Brody, 78. Correct. Okay. Well, most of the starters then. And then you're counting other people too, right? If they've play- if suited so up. So Labushkin, the- Labushkin's 46. Correct. Okay, Labushkin's 46. Who else? Travis Dermott would have played for us. He was 23. Correct. Who else played for us on defense? Are you allowed to tell me who played and then I can guess their number? Uh, sure. Yeah, I can do that. On defense? Or do you want me to go to forwards first? There's one more defenseman who I think you should get who played a majority of the season. The other defensemen are going to be tough to be able to name, let alone their numbers. Okay, yeah. Well, before uh, it would have been Sandine, right? Yes. Sandine is... 22? No. 20? No. Is there a two? I feel like there's a two in there. There is no two. Oh, gosh. The All second right, so number is divisible by two. I don't know uh, Sandine's number. I don't know Lilligren's number. And I don't know, was it Justin Hall? Justin Hall. I don't know those three. Justin Come on, Hall. you were, you're just ragging on him. <laughs> I know. I thought Justin Hall was like three or four or something. He is number three. Oh, okay, yeah. So he's, he's not number four. You said number four. Okay, my so bad, my bad. You got it, you got it. You said three. So. I knew it was like a lower number. Yes, it um, is a single digit. Sandine Sand is not 20, 22 or 23? Oh, man. Nope. Travis Dermott's 23. You already oh, said right. that. Yeah, I already said that. So Sandine is not in the 20s. Is he 15? No. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I know. You haven't seen him play in a while. It's been a while. All right, so Timothy Lilgren's number and Rasmus Sandin's number are right after each other. Timothy mm. Lilgren's number is first, and then, as you're counting upwards, would be Rasmus Sandin, the next number. All right. Well, I'll have to come back to them. Maybe I'll think All right. of it as I go through the forward <laughs> list. Yeah. Uh, Matthew's 34. Mario's 16. Correct, um, correct. Bunting is 28? No. Not even close? It's close. That is close in that... It's got an eight at the end. Ah. You should flip the two over. An 82? No, no. Flip the two upside down. Oh, 72? No. 
five. A five? Oh. <laughs> 52? No, you, I already said you got the uh, sorry, second number right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sean. Uh, quick maths, yo. Quick well, maths. H- how are you watching this Leafs game? Are you just, <laughs> oh, I think that's somebody on the ice. <laughs> Bro, quick maths. Don't even worry about it. You know what? I think I would honestly do better if you asked me who shoots right and who shoots left. I don't know why, well, but I seem to be pretty good at that. I don't know. You haven't said that, but. Man, whatever. Tavares is 91. Correct. Nylander is 88. Correct. Who else is on that line? I guess Kerfoot is 43? No. 34? <laughs> no, that's Austin Matthews. No, whatever. I already said Matthews, but I <laughs> yeah, I know, he was 43. I know. So when he said no, I was flipping the numbers. Marcus style, flipping the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's fine. That's fine. I'll go off to the next line, I guess. <laughs> I know Blackwell's 11. Correct. Spezza's probably 19. Yes. Fourth line, Simmons, 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 Simmons. Ugh. Is Simmons 32? No. Ugh. All right. Okay. Who else plays fourth line? <laughs> Kyle Clifford is, I think he's a teen number, isn't he? Like 18 no. or 12 or something like that? No. Okay, cool. So I'm sucking <laughs> real hard at this. Engvall at least is... you're able to name most of the team. What's Engvall? 42? Close, but it's not 42. All right. All right. That's close on Engvall. I'm trying to think of that third line now. Oh, Kampf is... Is he 12? No. Okay. Uh, again, <laughs> that sucks. Mikheyev, I'm not sure what number Mikheyev is. 64? Very close. Very, very close to 64. Six- 65? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Was 64 was is a player that you already named. Oh. Actually. Uh, 64. Literally who you just before you named McKay. Oh, Kampf? That's 64? Yes. Oh, he okay. is 64, 64. 65. There you go. Well, I've got, I think I've got all the current lines anyways. Like I can name uh, all You're the missing like one player. Who played forward as well. Robertson, did he play for us? Uh, yes, he did play, but I wasn't thinking of him. He's 10 or something. I don't know. Who, no. Who are you thinking of? A forward? Yes. He was injured. He came back for the playoffs. Injured, but came back. Injured for, the... for a while, yeah. But he was doing well in the season, regular season. Uh, do you, can you tell me what position they play? He's a winger. Right or he left? He shoots right. He shoots right. Shoots right. No, but is he right wing or left wing? Uh, right wing. Right wing. Depending on the whatever line Marner. he plays, he can play left wing. Oh, okay. Um, I can't think of it. Who would it be? Come on, Sean. The, I don't know. I named the starting roster. I named who's playing in the playoffs. No, he's been playing in the playoffs. He hasn't even been benched this playoffs. He's been playing the whole time. What? Okay. Yeah. Hold on. First line is Matthews, Marner, Bunting. Second yeah. line is Tavares, Nylander, and Kerfoot. Yeah. Third line is Mikheyev, Kampf, and um, Engvall. Mm-hmm. Fourth line is Spezza, Blackwell. And then they've been flipping Simmons and Clifford and Spezza. Yeah, but this guy has been able to play on the second line a little, the third line, and the fourth line. Oh, gosh. This is embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) He got a penalty last game. He got a penalty last game. Dude, who is it? (laughs) He got a penalty for high sticking. Corey Perry was holding on to his stick. Oh, I remember the penalty, but I can't remember who it was now. (laughs) Smack His initials. Oh, uh, yeah, Kasha, Kasha. There you go. My bad. He's 25, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Not only do I remember, I remember his number, bro. Good job. Good job. Kasha. Yeah, yeah. He had the conky for a while. He was out for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Good call. Um, okay. 
Yeah, so apparently I suck at numbers, though. So I don't know Lilgren, Sandine. So Lilgren, you're missing Kerfoot, Engvall, Lilgren, Sandine, Simmons, and Clifford. Oh, and man. Robertson, because you named Robertson. Uh, I tried 10 for Robertson. Is that his number? No. Okay. Well, yeah. 10 no. is retired. 10 is retired. Okay. Cool. I believe that's Dave Keon. Oh, well, I Or no, Keon wore 14. But regardless, it's retired. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I, I'm not very good with the numbers, to be honest with you. Okay. So Lilgren and Sandine are in the 30s. Wayne Simmons is in the 20s. Kyle Clifford in the 40s. Same with Pierre Engvall. And then Alex Kerfoot is in the teens. Kerfoot's 15. Correct. I knew we had a 15. Yes. <laughs> Wait, man, I thought you said Clifford's in the 40s and Engvall's in the 40s? Yes. And we already, I already got 46 is yes, Lubushkin. Yes, Lubushkin. Ah, man. And okay, so Engvall is literally the next. Is very Yes, there you go. AK-47. Clifford is 41? No. Very close. 42? No. 43? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, so we do have a 40. Oh, man. Yo, that's so funny. How did I forget that, actually? I was talking to Kevin about this. Because when uh, when Clifford got suspended in game one, yeah, he was like, oh, the number 43 oh, must be the omen. problem. Yeah. Because <laughs> Kadri got Kadri. suspended a couple times wearing 43. So, yeah, I did know that, actually. So that's just me forgetting mm-hmm. and messing up. And then you said the 30s were Sandina and Lilgren? Yes. I feel like one of them's 32. No. Oh, man. I <laughs> I don't know. 30, <laughs> oh, 37 is Lilligren, right? Correct. Yeah, he's 37. So Sandine, 36? No. 38? Yes. All right. <laughs> 36 is Jack Campbell. Uh, man, I'm not thinking about that. <laughs> I'm thinking I see the number. It must be on the ice. I know the numbers of the top guys. That's true. I guess somebody else for 34. I know Austin Matthews is 34. I know. I, I know. literally have his jersey upstairs. I know. All right, Wayne Simmons. Last He's, regular lead. You said it's in the 20s? In the 20s. 20s, 20s, 20s. I can give you a hint. 27th. No. 27's retired. 22. No. Oh, man. I don't know. 26? No. What number is he? 24? Yes. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> number 24, man. All right. Was 24 Brian McCabe? Yeah, Brian McCabe as well. There you go. A little Brian McCabe action for you there. It was worn by Kasperi Kapanen before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ah, All right. Okay. Who else can you name that played on the Leafs this season? Some of them have been traded away. Oh, gosh. Uh, Nick Ritchie. Correct. Do you remember what number he was? He was in the 20s? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Now I forget who I've already said in the 20s. Was he 25? Nope. Kasha was. No, that's Kasha at 25. Yeah. I don't know, 24? Nope, that's Wayne Simmons. Oh, the one that I just did? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> 26. Nope, that's another Leaf, actually. Somebody else that I haven't named yet? That you have not named yet. Forward or defense? Forward. 26. Interesting. Well, we traded Richie to get Labushkin. Yep. And then who else did we trade? We traded, uh, yeah, what did we trade for? Traded two second round picks for Giordano and for Blackwell. Yeah. Oh, who was the defense? Oh, we already got Dermot. We traded him out. Mm-hmm. What other trades did we make? Honestly, I don't think there are any other traded players. Oh, okay. So that's just somebody who played for them earlier in the season and then yeah. just got sent down to the minors or something? Either sent down or cut, but. Oh, um, did what's his name play for us this year? Hosang? Uh, no, he did not play in a Leafs jersey this year. He played on the Marlies. 
And I want to say he was 24 or 42, but I can't remember. I think his Marley's number is 96, but I could what, be wrong. What position am I looking for here? There's still a couple defensemen, a couple forwards. There's a forward who was playing on the Leafs like in during the regular season towards the end. Towards college, the end. College. He got signed out of college. Oh, uh, Abrazuzzi? Correct. No idea what number he is. He is. I think there's an eight in there. Not quite. Uh, <laughs> never. No idea. What Twenty-six. I'll give you his. He's twenty-six. Twenty-six. Okay. Um. Yeah. So he came out near the end. That's fair. On defense, I can't even think. It was. We had a couple. We brought a couple of guys up. And we had those injuries going down. Yep. Yep. But I can't remember their names. Yeah. These ones are going to be tough. <laughs> yeah. I. I don't think I'm going to be able to get them. To be honest with you. All right. Maybe that's if okay. you give me like a letter or something, I can try, but I'll give you their initials. Yeah. So first one. C D. This on defense? Yes. Not sure. What's the other one? On defense, K R. Uh, I don't know these. Another one A B. Is this defense still? That yeah, that's a three defenseman. Man, I'm I'm blanking hardcore. Yeah, these are all players that have played like under ten games, I think. Yeah, because I'm thinking already there's there's too many defensemen on our <laughs> on our roster. Yeah. <laughs> like we literally have. All right, all right. Eight How guys. about you finish off the the goalies then? Because Sandine and Hall aren't playing. Well, I guess Lilligren aren't playing. So we have like eight legit defensemen on the team. So this would be they did call up these a lot of these guys too because. The Marlies, unfortunately, did not make the playoffs, so these guys are kind of the black aces uh, of the Leafs for the playoff run. Uh, okay, I understand. But how about you finish off the goaltending? So you got Jack Campbell at 36. You did name Eric Schalgren. Yeah, and then... and there then three uh, other goalies. Mrazic's 34. Very close. 32? No. 30... I don't know. Not 36, because that's <laughs> Campbell. Yeah. Uh, but I thought he was 34, so I'm not sure. I think he was 34 on Carolina. Carolina? So. Oh, that's what I'm thinking then. Yeah. So what's in between Jack Campbell and Austin Matthews? 35. Correct. <laughs> okay. 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 And then who else? Hutchinson probably played for us. Yes. He's 56, 50 something, 57, 58. I don't know. No, no. He's what you guessed Shalgren was. Oh, God. Going back to Shalgren, 50. That is actually Shalgren's number. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I don't remember what I guessed for Shalgren then. All right. So that was so long ago, man. That was like I know, one I of know. my first couple guesses. <laughs> All right. Michael Hutchinson is in the 30s. 34? No, that's Matthews. 32? Nope. nope. Oh, man. What did I guess for Shalgren? 37? Nope. 31. Very close, but not. 32. <laughs> you said that. No. 30. Correct. Okay. All right, like, last goalie. The There's way. one more goalie that played for the Toronto Maple Leafs. There was one more goalie that earlier played. in the season. The Toronto Maple Leafs earlier in the season. Oh yeah, what what's the? Can you give me like an initial or something? J W. Oh, uh, Joe Joseph Wall. Yeah, Joseph Wall. Joseph Wall. Sorry, W O L L. Yes. Uh, his number is actually currently being worn. That's my hint. Thirty by an, by another goaltender. Fifty. Yes, he wore 50. <laughs> it just seemed like, oh, uh, another backup that the Leafs have to call up. We'll give him 50 as well. <laughs> this, this is the designated backup number. No, yeah. you, you said another goalie, so I immediately yelled 30, and then you said currently, and I was like, oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I think they did call up Hutchison technically, but I meant Shalgren. Fair They enough. both wore 50 this season on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. okay. All right. So – 
I don't know if you're going to get anybody else. I can go through them and their number and Nick Ritchie's number. So Nick Ritchie was number 20. Oh, two zero. Leafs. Yes. Darn and then it. The other defenseman was Carl Dahlstrom. Oh, yeah, Dahlstrom. Yes. He wore number 48 or wears okay. number 48. Okay. okay. Uh, next, uh, Nick Robertson, 89. No, I wasn't even close on his number, eh? Yeah, you kept saying 10. Man, Alex... are you sure it wasn't 10? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Alex Stevies. Oh, man. How many games did he play? One? Yeah, not many. <laughs> okay. What number was he, 12? He played three games. So Nick Robertson played 10. He had one goal. And Damn. Alex Stevies played three. He was actually the same number as Labushkin, so he played 46. 46. Yep. I take Labushkin uh, every day of the week. Yes, he's been he's been very good. He's been very good. Uh, definitely adding some toughness, some grit, and playing the puck very Soft hands, too. baby. Soft hands. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had that one goal, or not goal. He had that one very Assist. nice play on that three-on-one. Very, very nice. <laughs> Man, I hope we re-sign him. I, I hope so, too, because he's definitely been – He's very good for tier. Morgan Riley and just a very solid defenseman. He's very good. I think he pairs well with Riley, like you said. Mm-hmm. All right, Christian Rubens. Oh, Christian yeah. Christian Rubens, another defenseman. I think yep. he wore 56 as a term, I believe. Okay. All right, this guy started this season with us, Kirill Semyonov. I believe oh, he wore man. 94. I don't even remember who that is. Yeah, he only played like seven games or something at the beginning, and then we realized he wasn't a fit with us. Or actually, he played three games. Wasn't a fit. And what, what, What's the other guy, Barbashev or Barabanov? One of those guys played for us too, right? Uh, that was a couple seasons ago, but yes. Oh, okay, okay. Brett Senny, number 62. Don't he remember. plays on the Marlies. He's okay. five foot nine. Alex Biega, the other defenseman, the last defenseman. Right, right. I believe he wore 33. I feel like I should have got Dahlstrom. Yeah, I thought you could. I did say CD, but, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough yeah. when you're on the spot. <laughs> All right. This player we traded Andreas Johansson for, or Andreas Johnson. Oh, um, uh, Joey. Uh, Joey, what's his last name? Starts with an A. Starts with an A? Yeah. Anderson. Joey Anderson. Correct. Joey yes. Anderson, number 28. And last but not least, this guy, I don't he believe he's on the team anymore. Michael Amadio. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. He, he was, was on... like, picked up by a whole bunch of teams off waivers last year, yeah. remember? Yeah. I think he ended this season. He played this season with mostly Vegas. Hmm. Are you going to count the goalie that we signed but never actually played for us, too? Oh, <laughs> no, because I said I was only players that played for the Leafs. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So Amadio had three games with us this season. Nice. Yep. So that is the list. You did pretty well, Sean. I thought you'd do a little better with the numbers considering you've been watching them. But uh, yeah. <laughs> numbers isn't my thing, man. That's okay. That's Told okay. you. Ask me if they shoot right or left. I got you. All right. Well, what, what way does Engvall shoot? Left. All right. Correct. Correct. Good, good. How about um, Timothy Lilgren? Right. All right. All right. Jason Spezza? Right. Oh, no stumping you. Wayne Simmons? Right. <laughs> Carl Dahlstrom? Oh, man. Left. <laughs> Oh, correct, correct. <laughs> we don't have any righty defensemen. <laughs> well, we got Labushkin, Lilligren, we got Hall, Labushkin and, and Hall. Yeah, those yep. are the three. And then TJ Brody shoots left but plays right. Correct. And then the rest of the defensemen shoot left. So that's Sandine, 
Giordano, Muzzin, Riley. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, and then Giordano's been very good as well this uh, playoffs. Yeah, Giordano's been fantastic. Yeah, he's really gonna say that. Well. Yeah, yeah, definitely brings a calming leadership to the ice when when he's on the ice. Definitely, and just forgetting calms... too, right? Like I I remember vividly that game against the Jets when like Blake Wheeler walked him like early in the game. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, all right, one bad shift. And then, like, oh, the, yeah. the Leafs just, like, came back and just slapped the Jets. <laughs> it's yeah. like everyone else was fine because Giordano was fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, he was like, oh, yeah, whatever. It happens. It's the NHL. Like, that was really one shift. And then the rest of the game, he was fine. And then the team just was like, oh, okay. Yeah, we're still good. Everyone's good. Yeah. <laughs> like, looking around. It's like, yeah, no, we're fine. Okay. All right. Let's 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 go slap them now. That calming leadership. Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah, he's he's really good. Definitely man. very, like, reassures. Like, oh, you know, I'm doing okay. Giordano says I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope they bring him back, too. That'd be sweet if he does kind of like a Jason Spezza kind of deal. Oh, that'd be sick. Just yeah. a one-year 750K or, like, yeah. one-year 1-mil. One <laughs> exactly. I would be down. I'd even give him, like, a two-year 2-mil if he wanted. He's 38, but, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. It's only a million bucks a year. <laughs> yeah, you could easily bury it, if anything. Yeah. But I'm sure, I mean, you look at him now, he's playing great. So I'm yeah. sure two more seasons, he'll be fine too. Unless we win the cup and, you know, he's like, I'm going to retire. And that's time, fine too. <laughs> time to retire, baby. Yep. All right, Sean. Good job on the quiz. Yeah. I don't know. I tried my best. It is what it is. At least I kind of can... sprung it on you. You, you weren't sure what you were going to get. And... Oh, no, that's fine. So at least I can name the players on the team. <laughs> that, yeah. I feel like that's kind of important having a podcast. almost forgot Andre Kasha, but yes. <laughs> that's all right. I, I got him. And then I, I got, like his I got all the starters. Who and else then I got be? his number. Don't even worry, Marcus. I know. Once you got him, you got him. You got everything about him. Yeah. It's like, oh, boom. And, and he shoots right in case you're wondering. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Before you ask, because I know it's coming. I know, I know. And then that see that was tough cuz he slots in in so many spots. I mean like he started off with like Tavares at one point, he's yeah. playing with Tavares and I think they even gave him some time up with Matthews and Marner too. Yeah. I know so they he, tried to force Richie, Richie into that spot and it just didn't work. Yeah. Man, well, take in we traded Richie and another year left of Richie's contract for Labushkin. I know. Like so good. That is such an underrated trade. I like man what a phenomenal trade by Kyle Dubas. And technically, we would have had another player, uh, Ryan Dezingle. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he got picked up by San Jose. He got picked up San by San Jose. Jose. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's wild. Very good trade. Wild trade. <laughs> Swindled. Uh, I mean, it sounds, <laughs> at least when Richie played against Toronto, but I think he actually had a decent amount of points for Arizona when he went there. Did he? I think he did, man. Well, that, good for him, right? I yeah. just he just wasn't really a great fit with Toronto, and I think uh, Kyle Dubas made the best of it because I heard I heard uh, they during the playoffs they talked about putting in extra work with Labushkin, just like giving him confidence to stick handle and everything like that's, that. That's that's the thing, man. Like he's definitely shown it. He's yeah, definitely like shown it. The right? one thing this Leafs team has is skill, skill at the wazoo, man. So. Yeah. They could certainly take a guy like that who has potential and and really work with him to try to make sure that that skill gets developed. So because it's shown, it's shown like he's patient with the puck. He's not gotta dump it off the boards right away. He's, he's willing not to Justin Hall. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Correct. Well, sorry, low blow to Justin I know. Hall there. <laughs> he's well, I mean, I said it. He's not willing to. He's not just always gonna dump it off the boards. He's willing to kind of play with it, pause with it, take that extra look. 
and then make the pass that even while under pressure a little yeah so on his right blade mm-hmm. very good <laughs> very good pickup <laughs> yeah absolutely man all right well and he's, and he's shown lots of toughness too which oh is yeah he throws the body around throws the body and like just smothers guys right like when they're like in front of the net it he makes it hard for them to stand there but i just so. i feel like throwing the body is important too because guys look up now oh yeah you know they're like oh who's on the ice like yeah they, yeah they think sure. twice about it right because now for it's sure. It could be Muzzin. It could be Labushkin, right? Like, those are guys that are not afraid to throw the body around. So, yeah. Yep. It, it works out well, I really do think. And Giordano, although he's although he's older, he's really good at clearing the front of the net. Mm, yeah. Very he, good at that. He knows just where to cross-check guys in the back. <laughs> that he doesn't get a penalty, but yep. also can push them away from the goalie. Oh, yeah. That's that experience right there. That's that veteran leadership. Veteran leadership. That's what that is. Hopefully he can Very teach true. that to everybody. Yes. <laughs> He's like, you know, there's this sweet spot just below <laughs> right? the ribs. Yeah. <laughs> but above the hips. The kidney protector. <laughs> yeah. You just just a slight and it's like a downward motion. Yeah. <laughs> not straight across. Not no, horizontal. No, no. You gotta get this certain angle. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get the angle down on it and just like really just mm, push him out of the way. <laughs> All right, Sean. Uh, is there anything else? That's it for me, Marcus. Awesome. Well, it was really great talking to you. Uh, we haven't talked in a while, so it was just really nice to catch up and you know, hear your thoughts on the playoffs because we honestly haven't been talking much in the playoffs. I feel like low-key, we don't want to jinx it. So I haven't really talked to, much, <laughs> talked to Sean much about the playoffs. And like during Leafs games, we're, we're like radio silence. We're just watching the game, not really texting Sean. Maybe at the end I'll be like, that was a good win, eh? And that's about it. <laughs> or damn, that's yeah, yeah, exactly. But we've been pretty much not really talking much on the Leafs while we're watching. So it's nice to hear some of your opinions. Well, I'm about to go upstairs and toss on Florida Washington because it's in overtime now. See okay, if I can't see an overtime winner, but yeah, uh, yeah Pittsburgh ended up winning seven two. So that's back to back games of seven goals for Pittsburgh. Damn. So they are riding a hot streak right now, and. uh yeah, man, that's that's pretty impressive for them. We'll see what we happens. May, yeah, we may have to face them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, at this rate. I just, yep. <laughs> anybody but Boston. <laughs> Anyone <is> true. <laughs> but Boston. Man, can you imagine if we have to play Tampa and Boston? Oh. oh, but if we beat them both, that'd be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> no stopping the Leafs then. Yeah, well, I guess yeah, we'd also have to play Florida or Washington too. <laughs> Man, the East is stacked. As Sheldon Keefe said, you know, he wants to do it hard. Yeah. Well, let's win, and then we can talk about what's easy, what's hard. Exactly. All right, Marcus. Well, have a great night. Thanks, everyone, for listening to episode number 20. 2-0. Thank you. That's, that's it. All right. Bye. Bye.